0: Hello, everybody. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. We're just uh, wrapping up the year here, and if you're joining in for the first time, I am Craig Greca. I am a senior master instructor in the Universal Martial Arts and a master in the Taekwondo Martial Art. And we're talking to you today about the Karate Kid and the Cobra Kai Netflix series and the martial art teachings that are done in those. Now, typically we talk about Mr. Miyagi, uh, he's a great one to talk about, or Daniel LaRusso's take on um, his training. Uh, but today we're gonna be talking about Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai's. Now, there is a, um, an episode where uh, Johnny Lawrence and the landlord are in a back storage room at their dojo And uh, the storage room is full of junk. And uh, Johnny Lawrence is having his students move all the junk out of the back storage room. And he told the landlord, I need to get all your stuff out of here to make way for more students. So part of what we're talking about today in our, our work task is organizing your life. Because sometimes when you organize your life, you enables you to grow. So the official topic today is clean the garage. Now, a little bit of history on this. Uh, When we were kids, um, we had to clean out the garage and we had two small barns in the back that we we had to clean out quite a bit. Most of the time, we would drag everything out, throw some stuff away, and then find a better place for everything. It wasn't a job that we really enjoyed Uh, but I can see the merit in it now. It was something that my dad always wanted to do whenever we weren't busy, and something that we did often in order to help him to be more organized, Uh, mostly having all the tools on hand for any job that we had to do at home. You see, um, my dad was a jack of all trades. Now, this concept seems to be lost these days. being a jack-of-all-trades is a good thing, okay? Um, for example, um, I am a jack-of-all-trades. Um, my dad has taught me well, and as a result, you have two choices in life. One choice is to pay someone else to do it, or the other choice is to do it yourself, okay? And as we know, sometimes when you do things yourself, you do a better job, okay? Um, so I won't get I won't dive into too much um, of the work tasks that I'm currently doing at home, but it's quite intensive. And if I was to pay someone else to do it, it would cost four thousand dollars. So I'm saving myself four thousand dollars for not having to pay someone to do it. Okay, and that's a, that's a way to save money as well. Now another example of this is during my film career, um, I first. Uh, got my degree in television, radio, and film, and um, I was a grip on a movie. And the director that was there was saying there was always a delay in getting the right light, filter, or stand. Okay, So uh, me and the, uh, uh, I think it was the grip master or whatever, we decided to pull everything out of the grip truck and reorganize it again. Okay, that would help us to be more faster, and more on the ready, more on the ready. Okay, Uh, which in the movie industry is um, what you need because you can't. When someone you know they have people there, uh, everybody's there waiting. The actors are waiting, and when you have to go get another gel or another filter for the light, uh, someone has to run fast. So it's a lot of that industry is hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait, because when someone needs something, they need it right away, you know, and you can't wait. Then sometimes you're falling asleep on the lawn outside in the sun because they're busy filming a scene and you don't have to do anything, okay? But being on the ready, being on the ready is exactly what a martial artist needs, though, okay? So being on the ready is exactly what a martial arts needs. You have to always be ready when you're a martial artist, okay? Okay? Because you don't know when a situation is going to arrive that says you need to defend yourself, you need to save someone else, okay? A lot of times martial artists are heroes, okay? Heroes need to be ready, okay, to jump in, grab a kid, get him out of the road, or whatever the situation is warranted um, for self-defense. So in examining this work task today, we're looking at the, con- the topic of clean the garage, Okay? know I got to be honest with you uh, this is something that I actually need to do I, usually in a lot of these podcasts it's something that I just did like for example when I did the topic mop the floor I had to mop the floor that day first before I did my podcast so that I can really uh, be in tuned with that particular work task this is a task right now that I need to do so I haven't i haven't done it yet now I've done it you know many times before but I haven't done it before I did the podcast, so after I give you guys advice, I'm going to give me the same advice and go and clean my garage, but here we go anyways. So, um, one of the things you have to do when you're cleaning out the garage is you have to pull everything out, okay? Now, you don't need to pull everything out. There's a way to do it without pulling everything out, but you need to have a zone where you can expand outward and give yourself a place to move stuff around, okay? Now... And everything you do, you have a choice to make it into a, 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 a like a, a daunting task where it's hard to do, and oh, I don't want to clean the garage. Or you can make it fun. And one of the things that I do when I clean the garage is I play Tetris. Okay, so I'm constantly moving stuff from one place to another to see where it fits better. Okay, so it's kind of like playing a game of Tetris. So I'll get like uh, the bins all organized. Um, In Florida here, it's very good to have everything in plastic bins. I don't have any moisture in my garage, but um, the place we had before that did. um, And every time you have moisture or humidity, you have a chance of ruining your stuff. So plastic bins are always good. Now, I I assume that people in other northern states would adopt the same thing so that when snow runs off into your garage or from the car, if you bring your car in the garage, that you keep everything dry. So plastic bins are the best, okay, in my opinion, as opposed to a cardboard box. Then what you do is you tackle it section by section. Okay, so you go through the garage and you try and clean up one section, then you move stuff into that free section and then clean out another section, and you keep on going to try and make it better and better and better, okay? Now, um, one of the things that I do different than my father is my father wanted to tackle the whole job in one day. So one of the things you need to understand about this work topic is that um, it's not something you accomplish and it's done. It's something you kind of always have to do. So what I do, okay, when my, let me tell you what my father used to do. My father used to make us spend like you know four to six hours or eight hours, whatever, cleaning the garage all day to so make it into an all-day thing. He would drag it out into limbo and we would be, we'd be um, ready to do it all day long. So it was kind of hard. I don't do that with my kids because I understand that the garage is something that's always going to... Pe- if you have an empty space in your house, where the, all the junk of the house is going to attract to that area. Okay, so if you have a clean garage, all of a sudden it gets full in like two seconds because everybody puts all their junk out there that's from the house. So they get rid of all their stuff out of the house, they put it in the garage, all of a sudden your garage is messed up again. Okay, so um, what I do is I, I do it and um, I schedule like sessions. You know, like I say... I'm going to work on the garage for two hours today, and that's it, okay? And then for my kids, I feel like they're a part of the destruction of the messiness of the house. So I say, look, I don't want to drag you guys here out here for six hours like my father used to do, but you're going to come out here for 30 minutes, and you're going to help me out, whatever I need. You're going to be my right-hand man. You're going to be my assistant, and you're going to help me out for a little bit, okay? After your half an hour is done, you can go back to doing what you were doing. Okay, so I think that's a fair compromise. Okay, now, the older the kid, make, make them out, out more accountable for more. But for my kids, that's what I do right now. But, and then we do it, like right now I'm on, uh, I call it clean the garage number five, which shows you that I've already cleaned the garage four times. Um, and it's something we always have to do. So the next part, after you tackle it section by section, is to organize the bins. The bins need to be organized, okay? Now, there's one thing that I don't do that I need to do, and that is to label the bins. You need to put generic labels on the bins, very generic, that says what's the content inside, okay? So don't put something too specific. Some people write exactly what's inside. I don't do that. I just want to keep it general so you know that's where that stuff goes. Um, So that's something I need to do is label my bins, okay? And then... um, then you go through your bins and you need to see what you're not using, okay? Now this is important. The last few steps here are really important if you wanna maintain a garage that's gonna be organized and clean and at the ready for a long time. Um, anything that you, have, a general rule, if you have not used it for six months, get rid of it. Get rid of it, okay? Now this is something who a hoarder like me and my son's a little bit of a hoarder too, by the way, he, uh, had a, um, a, uh, pole. It's like, a he had a got a bow staff and, um, from, uh, from one of our classes here. And then he had the, uh, shipping container that was like this big, uh, tube, cardboard tube. And for some reason, he still has it in his room. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, that's where my bow staff came in. I'm like, why do we still have it? Why do we still have it for? I don't understand. But, um, So if you haven't used it in six months, get rid of it. Just get rid of it, okay? Now, the last part of this, okay, is to be more zen. To be more zen, okay? The zen practice is to get rid of all of your useless junk, okay? Because it is a fact that the less that you have is the less that you have to worry about. And this is so true in life. Okay, and getting the guts to throw something away is really important. Okay, now I've seen people that are kind of superficial and they get rid of everything they're not using, and I understand the merits of keeping something, especially if you have a plan for it. But you got to get rid of your useless junk. Okay, it's so freeing to get rid of that useless junk because the less you have, the less you have to worry about, and the more fun that you can have in life, I believe, okay? Um, I give you a really good example of this. And um, one of my friends when I was growing up, his name's Chris, um, he had a nice house, but he had like this big pile of bricks next to his house, okay? Big pile of bricks, okay? Now, as long as I knew knew him for like, you know, like, you know we were same age, so by the time we got to 18, 20, 22 years old, something like that, um, he, his father always had that big pile of cinder blocks and crap off to the side. So he had a nice house with a big pile of cinder blocks off to the side where a garage would be, okay? So guess what? So I asked him when I was over there visiting. I said, What's this, what are these bricks for? What are these bricks for? And he said, um, oh, my dad wants to build a garage with it someday, okay? So <laughs> I'm like thinking to myself, like, still see it there, still see it there. We're in high school, still see it there. In college, still see it there. Then one day, okay, one day, I go by, and I remember in college I'm not going by his house every single day because I'm going to college and and uh, visiting and stuff like that. There's a three-car garage there now, okay. Apparently the city had come to him and said you got to take you got to take all that junk out of that. It's been there for years, uh, and eventually he got off his duff and he built the three-car garage. So he had a plan for it. But he had like a twenty-year plan for it. Okay, so th- think of how much that stood there for twenty years. You know, could it, should it have stayed there for twenty years? You know, maybe he didn't have the money. I don't. Under- I understand, but that's what I'm talking about. Some people do this. They have all kinds of junk they have lying around. They have a plan for it, but it doesn't come into fruition for a long time. And sometimes it's kind of like think about all the twenty years that it was sitting there, just looking like crap, and all the neighbors are like, "Wow, well, it's such a eyesore." And eventually someone told on him and uh, he got it done. So be more zen. Very important concept. Very important. Now, the martial art practice to cleaning the garage, okay? Of course, while you're moving stuff from one place to another, you are using your legs, your back, and your arm muscles to pick stuff up and put stuff down. Now, one of the things you got to be careful of is you gotta be careful that you're not using your back as much. So you gotta make sure you bend the knees, okay? You may have sore legs, sore thighs, but the quadriceps, they heal pretty good. It's the lower back sheen in the back that doesn't heal as fast. Um, in all my research, that thin layer of muscle on the lower back sometimes takes longer to heal. Um, so a lot of times bodybuilders will do the lower back only twice a week because of its um, Inability to heal fast and I know when I do a lot of deadlifts or do a lot of uh, construction work at home that my back can be quite sore so Then one of the things that that I recommend is doing yoga poses between your cleaning sessions in your garage Okay, now there's one that I do where you land your back You put your arms out to the side like you're forming the letter T then you bring your knees up and then you put your knees to the right, look to the left, giving yourself a spine twist. Okay, this is a yoga pose as well. And then you um, twist the other way and uh, look the opposite way as well, giving your your spine a twist. Now when I do this, it kinda realigns my lumbar vertebra, and it makes me feel a heck of a lot better. My posture's a lot better, everything's better, okay? Then you can do stuff like like touching your toes, Stretching out the calf muscle and the um, and the hamstring really good. Um, and then maybe uh, grabbing an ankle and stretching out the top of the quad. And then putting your hands on your lower back and leaning back. Now, I can't remember the name of this stretch, but I use it in class all the time. And I'm getting older, so I, I, I tell everybody this is the old man stretch. You guys have to humor me here. And let's do the old man stretch real quick. And we do, you put your hands you know underneath your belt. Uh, martial art belt, or you put your hands in, behind your back on your uh, lower back tailbone area and lean backwards a little bit to kind of straighten yourself out a little bit. Okay, and that always feels good, especially when you're doing so much moving um, in your garage. Now, here's a martial art drill that we do that's a lot of fun, and I think that this would really help you shake off the muscle tenseness after doing a, a, a work job like this. Okay. Um, one of the concepts, I like to, I like to, to, uh, to, um, to back up sometimes and, and, and walk back around to some of these uh, subtopics that we have been working on uh, over the course of our podcast. And one of the ones is the, the concept of country strong. Okay, and I talked about this before. Someone who works at home, is a jack of all trades, is doing a lot of work at home, sometimes they get really strong, okay. Uh, you don't have to live in the country to be country strong. You can live in the city, and you take care of your manicure, your lawn, you do all your landscaping, you do your own uh, everything at home, all your construction, and that makes you country strong as well. Um, but the muscles get tense, and one of the bad things about being country strong, like a lot of my dad's brothers, you know, who do a lot of work around the house, is you have to stretch it out once in a while, okay? You have to loosen it up. Otherwise, you just get tighter and tighter and tighter, and the country strong benefit doesn't help very much. It makes way to hypertension tension, and uh, tense muscles. So it's a lot of isometric work, you know. Um, so this one drill we do in martial arts is called bouncing shoulders. So what we do is we do bouncing shoulders where you're in your stance, like right stance or left stance, and you bounce up and down, flexing your calves um, to uh, let your shoulders go up and down. Now you want this to happen naturally, not you forcing your shoulders up and forcing your shoulders down. And you do this for about 10, 15, sometimes even 30 seconds to loosen up the shoulders. Now we do this in every stretching class in our our studio here, but um, one of the ways you can use it as a drill is you can do bouncing shoulders for 10 or 15 seconds and then land it into a right stance and do 10 punches. Then you can go back to your, your bouncing shoulders again for 10 or 15 seconds and then land it into a left stance and do 10 uh, punches. And this is a great drill to do, okay? Now, bouncing shoulders, when you're doing it, it's a lot like doing jumping jacks. And you could even do some jumping jacks too. You can do normal jumping jacks or elbow jumping jacks or what I call military punch to the sky jumping jacks. You can do those, those four variations, those three jumping jack variations, and the bouncing shoulder variation with uh, punches in between. Now, um, in doing your work task of cleaning the garage, a lot of times your shoulders are hunched forward from all you're picking up. So I recommend doing some strikes. Now, um, we have um, in our martial art we have um, five different strikes that you can do, and it works the backs of your shoulders. That's why I do these a lot in class. Uh, in repetition, the kind of, we do a lot of punching, so the front shoulder deltoid gets worked a lot, but the back one does not. Um, so this is what you do. You do a side fist strike, a back fist strike, or a knife hand strike. You could also do a back elbow strike. It's very similar to a side fist. You just don't extend the arm. Or you can do the back hand strike, which is very similar to the back fist. It just has an open hand with tight fingers, okay? So any one of those five strikes you could do for variety to mix it up, and you could do 10 reps on each one of those, working the backs of your shoulders, okay, so that your back of your shoulders, the back of your deltoid, is very well used, okay, so very well exercised, so that you have a muscle balance in yourself. Muscle balance is very important. Okay, so um, that's pretty much uh, what I had today for the... Martial art practice, okay? So I want you guys to practice at home. Whether you're a student, um, kid student, or adult student, you could practice that. Or one of our American Ninja Warrior students um, could do that as well. And also instructors. If you guys find anything that's useful in my podcast like this, you can use this in your own classroom as well. So we always appreciate it, okay? Remember that what we're doing here is... In order to fully learn karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. Therefore, you could train all day. Okay, I trained yesterday. Okay, I'm doing the work tasks that I did at home, for example. Um, the um, I did like uh, I got like twenty thousand steps and like three hundred and sixty minutes of exercise. Okay, so in teaching three classes and also uh, doing stuff around the house, I'm very country strong to, uh, yesterday, the last few days. So, um, but with the new year, with the new year coming up, um, one of the things that I want you guys to focus on is cleaning out everything in your life. So, clean out everything in your life, okay, organize it so that you can be more productive in the new year okay Um, remember that the um, we have a secret word every single podcast or phrase and if you tell me this secret word or phrase you can be eligible for free stuff and also discounts in our studio okay so you can either tell me or you can email it to me whatever contact me in any way um, and then you can get the discounts so uh, or the free stuff So today's secret word or phrase is more zen, more zen. We want your life to be more zen-like, okay? And remember that we're here to help you to learn martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and of course, a brand new world, okay? Okay. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. And this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Bye-bye. And Happy New Year!